Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broder. We're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast himself, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how the devil are you doing? I'm good. I feel in my bones that I'm a little bit better than you. What do you mean you're... What? Feeling better than you. I'm not a little bit better than you. I mean, oh. by every metric going. Well, I'm a little <laughs> bit younger. A little bit hungover. A little bit hungover. I could tell there was something in the water. What did you do? What did you get up to? What did you drink? Did you have some skooma? Oh. Um, did you have some absinthe? <laughs> what did I have? I don't know. I had some like... Uh, the fact that I can't remember what I drank is a little bit worried. Yes! But mostly vodka. It was a celebration. The last three days have been mm. relentless, Pete. Mm. I've been in an audio booth yep. from nine till five, three days in a row mm. going... In Japan, as I walked through the rice field, I realised how lucky I was. How much recording have you done? Like, how many hours have you done? Like, seven hours a, a day? It's a long old slog. Well, isn't it? I think it must be like 18 hours. Mm. And, you know, I realised that a lot of my pronunciation on certain words is stuffed. And it was really annoying because it's really hard to unlearn a word. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. communal. Communal, yeah. I was saying communal. Right. Is that not. Did, yeah, they want you to, did they want you to change it? And prefecture instead of prefecture. Because I, I, I've got a lot of American English in my vocabulary That's now. outrageous. So that's how you talk. You're, it is. You're into, you've been out of the country for yeah, 10 years. You, you can't have like a mixed dialect of... Di- dialect? Dialect. <laughs> of British and American Words are my English. tools. Well, I, yeah. is it? I mean, because I seem to recall... When we did the audiobook for our book, like there was no, there were no. Well, there yeah, were, but you were a lost cause. You're from, you're from Harley. <laughs> oh, fuck this! I just give up with this guy. But I think the guy that yeah, they probably sort of said we're not gonna, um, we're not gonna um, bother picking you up on anything because to be honest, you keep stumbling over the words you wrote anyway. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry that you had so many, uh, so many mis- mispronunciations. I always have a problem with emergency. Whenever mm. I do a voiceover and the word emergency comes out, I just have to rethink about how I'm saying it. It's absolutely bizarre. What do you say? I just sort of go... Um, you did say emergent, emergency. Emergency. Yeah, the J just really throws me. I don't know what it is about my mouth. Just cannot form the word emergency. Emergency. <laughs> there's, really been a, there's been an emergency. <laughs> Thank God no one's getting murdered. That's why I got fired from the New York Fire Department. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can you imagine? What is it, Pete? What's wrong? But like, no, yeah. it's weird. I, the, the guy I was in the booth with, he's a really nice um, audio dude who guy, sat with yeah. me for three days. And every time Very I intense fu- relationship, I find yeah. That. yeah. And he was quite a really nice guy, and mm. but quite focused. And mm. I, every time I fucked up, he'd be like, Prefecture, not prefecture, Chris. And I'd be like, communal prefecture. And it'd be just a nightmare. And like the, the, I was like, who was the last guy in the booth then? He was like, we had actor Brian Cox in here. Right, okay. And I was like, brilliant. You've gone from yeah. Brian Cox's like soft, soothing voice to me going, chapter five, Mr. Fuck. Dick. <laughs> like, oh. The, the time I was sick in, condom mania. <laughs> yeah, a bit oh. of a step down from succession legend. Fuck, fuck off. You should have given him a fuck off. <laughs> Logan Roy himself. Oh, God wow. damn it. Always well, missing the celebrities. So how much have you recorded of the book uh, at this point in time? Bearing in mind we're recording a little all bit. All of it. Oh, you've done it all? Three days. Hey, that's great. Bashed it out. Well yeah, that, done, was, that was shit. That was that again. Hey. I just want to get your dirty old hangover sweat on me. You're really well, sweaty. I'm vodka in despair. <laughs> it was fun oh, though. Wow. It was fun and I tried to do some voices mm. and then he was like, no, don't do that. And don't do that. Like, like, yes. for, for Japanese voices, I'd be like, it is so good. I would be like, it is so good to meet you, Chris Han. Right. Welcome to Japan. Yeah. I sort of did that mm. rather he's, than... He's protecting you from yourself. It is a very good to meet you, Chris Han. Like, you know, you yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah, do like that. Like you do, yeah. And I tried to do some American accents, but... One of the characters was from New Jersey, and I did like a generic American accent. Generic Bon Jovi accent. And he was like, don't do that. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, Rocky. And I, he was like, if you, if you can't do the local dialect, don't bother. I was like, Right, oh, okay. So I just settled with... Uh, ah, there was one what chapter. do you think this is, fucking <laughs> balls? What do you think this is, big fucking meatball? Asshole. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm walking. I am walking here. I... I did do like a mild Australian accent. A mild Australian accent because we've heard on previous episodes of the show that went on the YouTube channel uh, was your impression of an Australian. uh, Oh, you fucking hell, mate. (laughs) Because I had an Australian producer director for Cat Nation, the cat documentary. Mm. I was just sitting there cracking up at half this book. It was really surreal. (laughs) Like, as I pet the cat with the hat on, I wondered why my life was so weird and shit. Mm. Just sitting there like, why am I reading this? Or the chapter where the um, the school teacher was like, what did you want to become when you were a child, Chris Sensei? And I was like, mm. I wanted to be a pirate. She was like, but why would you want to kill and rape people? Mm. You know, yeah, I'm just sitting was, there yeah. like, oh, this is so Strong. weird. You've made this out. heavy teacher person. Remember that story from the annoying woman. podcast. But yeah, yeah. I, I think with something like a, a book reading, it does make you think, oh, I could have written that better. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I'm sure. I'm sure your book is excellent. No, no. Because I'm sure you're very happy with it. But well, well, certainly from my perspective, when I was reading back the words I'd written mm. oh, four months ago, mm. um, it was a real kind of like, oh, that's a honker. Yeah, no, genuinely. <laughs> like I, I, I re, I sort of rescripted things on the fly to make them sound more natural and mm. punchy. And I, I didn't. Because have... how you would write would be different to how you said it anyway. I, and, and I know it has to be yeah. an accurate representation of what you're buying as a book for accessibility reasons. But some things just don't work. Read out. Yeah, I hope I came off all right. I spoke mm. kind of like the Queen's pronunciation, royal pronunciation, like, as I sat down on the plane and looked over the scenery, mm. I, I, I sound like a lot more sort of upper class. Yeah. I'm like from working class family. If I did it in my real voice, like, I got off the plane, in it, and I looked at the toilet, and I thought, <laughs> I need to go now. Right. And, like, it just would be shit. Mm. So I had to, like, speak... Proper, speak proper, like speak the proper mm, English. Yeah, know. but uh, no, it was really fun. Really good mm. experience. Um, and, now you're, and now you're hungover. Um, well, you were, so you were celebrating a three-day um, audiobook romp. Exactly. Good. And 
a big old book signing in Waterstones down in Piccadilly. Of yeah, the, the big boy Waterstones. Right. That was fun. Oh, so yeah. that was last night? That was a few days ago. Right, okay. And they had like a, a line of 150 people mm. and they walked past and I'd be like, how you doing? What's going on? And everyone was really nice. A few yeah. people froze up because they didn't quite know what was going on. I think when, they see, I think when they see you, they just think, yeah. Natsuki's probably near. <laughs> Natsuki's going to jump out. Maybe like when you've seen some idiot on screen for 10 years and mm. you're suddenly there in front of them, it must mm. be a bit like, oh, this is weird. I suppose like yeah. when I met Ken Watanabe, it was a bit like, what the fuck mm. is this? What the nabe? <laughs> I, thought you were, I thought you weren't real. I thought you were just a, on film. Yeah. As a samurai. I, a real I, man. I really want to meet uh, an influencer I've been following on Instagram for a few months. Um, he's a South African bloke and he's starting to get a bit of heat. Because people keep oh, taking God. the piss out of him. Uh, he, right. has, he has two loves in the world, the gym and the God, uh, and the respect <laughs> in yourself. Um, and basically all of, his, all of his kind of mantras and kind of like bits to camera, him like finishing working out in like kind of like Zubas trousers and a, and a, and a big uh, baggy <laughs> muscle shirt. Um, and he, uh, he basically says, all right there, guys, my, uh, <laughs> if, some, if, if one of my friends comes up to me and says, uh, do you want to come out and have fun with us at the party? I say, no, God is not there. I, I do not. And all this shit. And it's like, wow, you sound like not that much fun for a man who's about God 20. Is... But he's a big old hench guy. Um, but God he's very... Is not there. But, he, but he's very... He's not like that, but he's, it is exactly like that. It's kind of like, I was impressed I by your... I don't, want to have, I don't want to have cheap, uh, unconnected sex. I want to start a relationship. I want to respect myself and I want to respect you. Um, and, I start, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you're so boring. But everyone's starting to pick him up and sort of parody him a little bit. So if I was in a Waterstones and I saw him um, signing his, his shit book, I'd be like... <laughs> wow, you're so big and God is not here. God, is, God not is, here. is not here. God cannot be found at the bottom of a cup. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's literally me freestyling on his style. Unless it's Pete's stack official coffee. Thank you, yeah. stack official coffee. Actually, we, didn't, we didn't go over the Starbucks this week. We, we went didn't. for uh, some disgusting sloppy coffee. Sloppy coffee. <laughs> sloppy coffee. Sloppy coffee. I uh, I had a run in with a, a minus. I say minus celebrity, British celebrity. Right. Uh, sorry for those guys that aren't in the UK. Don't know mm. Al Murray, the pub landlord. Mm. I, I, I'd, say, I'd say he's up there. I'd say he's up there as the one of the biggest British celebrities worldwide. Well, less so, not not existent worldwide. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, was just, well, I didn't speak to him. He was just in the restaurant sitting behind me yesterday. Oh. Like, what's, that's what I love about London. Were you, t- were you taken out by your publisher? This sounds like you were taken up by, no, by your publisher, right? I took myself out. Well, well, I did go out. Well, I did. Just, and just sat in the ivy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't a good. It was. It was the right restaurant, but he was just sitting there. It was really weird because I is mm. a comedian, quite big, and uh, even mm. bigger 10, 20 years ago. When I used to watch him, and it was just weird. It'd be like, ah, ah, there he is. That, I, that, that, but that is London. Right, we did the classic. My friend went. I think Al Murray the pub, the pub landlord's behind you. Al Murray the pub, bollocks. And I stood up and went to the toilet, which was thankfully beyond him. I mm. went. Oh, she is him. He's it. he's a good lad. He's uh, he's, uh, he's a big bet history buff. You've met him loads of times, haven't you? He used to work for Absolute. Wow. I used to work with you. Used to, well, um, there you go. Then. Yeah, the bits and hey, I'm, I'm starstruck. And Pete's like, oh, we went for coffee every morning on Thursday. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yes, hell. yes. God damn it, Pete. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. No, it's cool. I like London though. Like, it's, it's I think it's, London is the celebrity capital of the world. Not just because you're here, but mm. because when I was in LA, I was like, where are the celebrities? I want to meet them. Yeah, mm. I want to do something good in this godforsaken city. And I, every restaurant I went in, they were like, nobody here. Well, like, got... everyone sort of drives, and people walk around well, Soho. Like the amount of time, I like, I remember sort of walking out of my house because I lived in Soho, and this fucking dickhead was making a lot of noise <laughs> in the street. And I come out, and it was Mr. Robot, Mr. Robot, <laughs> Rami Malek, Rami Malek. He was just shouting like being really? an idiot with his friend. 
And I was like, Fuck, that guy's fucking shot. Oh, he's Mr. Robot. <laughs> I think he's going to be playing Freddie Mercury soon. But Bill Nye's a really good spot. You see Bill, Bill Nye, Nye all of the time. He was in the audio booth two weeks or three weeks before me. Well, there you go. Well, he is very Mr. much, he's very much Mr. Soho. He's always just sort of like, oh, hello, I'm just sort of walking around Soho. Just and, 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 and I think he loves being spotted because he just spends all of his time in Soho just pottering around. There's so many, so many voiceovers you can do in a day for crying out loud. I remember when I was in LA though, I was going in restaurants being like, come on then. He yeah. was the most famous person. They're yeah. like, we can't tell you today. I was like, go on. I'm like, all right. Tom and Zendaya were here yesterday. I was right. like, Tom Holland? Oh, wow. Tom Zendaya. Tom, you know, Zendaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Tom, and I went in the restaurant around the corner and I was like, come on then. He's the, he's the most famous people in here. And they're like, we can't tell you. So I was like, go on, go on. Like, all right. And they're like, we had the entire Marvel cast in here. Right. Okay, all all yeah, the nice. Marvel, like Samuel Jackson and they were all, all, all the Chris probably, probably the first time they met each other. So <laughs> do so much green screen work. That's true, yes. Uh, and, oh, then, hello. and then I came over the next week uh, to the UK. So it was Christmas time. and did the performance on stage with... Uh, Pete and Natsuki, mm. which you were that there, there, and they were like, oh, I was yeah. also on stage as well. I mean, I don't know. You were there. Is... I think you were there. This is like when they when when <laughs> um, this is like when um, uh, who did um, Man on the Moon the film uh, Jim Carrey Jim Carrey uh, Jim Carrey was on Norm Macdonald's show I think and Norm Macdonald was chatting to him and Jim Carrey said uh, oh, uh, I was great. I remember you you came to Man on the Moon to the set uh, to visit and he went yeah. I mean, I was in the film, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Good stuff. But, like, yeah, I, I mean, I was on stage with that place, and they were like, oh, yeah, Daniel Craig was here last week, mm. and Tom Hanks. Wow, oh, Mr. McGinn. Mr. McGinn. When am I going to run into someone? I'm always, like, one minute away from fucking seeing someone cool. Oh, stick around here, mate. You just you just Listen. met Dotton Adebayo and Nicky Bandini. What? Excellent um, football journalist. And Andy Brassel, so I shouldn't really have not said Andy Brassel there. Well, let's bring them back here. Dotton does radio. <laughs> but anyway, I, I don't want to give this impression that I just... Run around looking for celebrities all day. No, but it would you're be like nice. Pac-Man, but like instead of celebrities, well, like, pills. No, was, instead of pills, celebrities. <laughs> instead of celebrities, he just takes pills. <laughs> when I was doing the Kemwatanabe chapter yesterday, mm. and I was reading through it, I reminded myself how many fucking near misses. Well, like how many times I missed him over right. the years. How like I went to his restaurant to interview him, and the restaurant had been like, "Ah, we fucked up the days. He's oh. not here." And then I had friends trolling me in London, like, "Oh, we just met him outside a theatre." Yeah, because he, he was he was where where we would do. I think where we first met at Absolute Radio, he was round the corner doing the King and I. I mean, and and it's, so it took like ten years to actually run into him, mm. and it took a lot of effort. Well it's like, God damn it, why can't I just run into celebrities? <laughs> I just, but then if I did, I don't know what I'd do. No, so it's really Wait yourself, probably. You'd probably, you'd probably be hungover. Fuck. Probably have a little cry. <laughs> oh, will my. you hold me? It's not fucking hard. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't. Yeah, it's one of the things, isn't it? If you met a celebrity, what would you do? What would you, go, you do? Oh, I, I like you in the show you did. In it, I think people sort of do get it wrong sometimes, don't they? I mean, they just they just do. Bless them. But um, I I I've always been of the opinion that um, you just, you, you've seen them. Don't you don't need to bother them. I've never yeah. I've never like I've stood well, next to like. Like some of my biggest heroes, you know. Well, yeah. sat next to me, mate. Yeah, yeah, Alan <laughs> Shearer's and that. Yeah, well, you know, you're there. Um, but yeah, like I, I just never, I just never think it's only going to be bad. <laughs> it's only going to be bad. It's interesting though. Like I my, just don't have heroes. No, and I, I, you know, I have people I respect and love, but I wouldn't want to meet their, you know, Stephen Fry, for example, he's awesome. I don't know yeah. if, if I met him, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I love the the book Mythos. It was just fantastic, got, great listening. Got the Groucho, more snakes in the... Down the road. In the, in the but noise. that's the thing, like, when you meet these folks, I like, I, and that's with Ken Watanabe, I felt like I met him, and it was cool, but I was also like, 
I'd like to work with him. I'd actually like mm. to do a film. That would be cool working in context, right? With a mm. celebrity, like actually an actor working mm. with him in that context. Yeah. And just seeing them being like, oh yeah, I love the film. And well, the, do you remember there did. was that kind of, um, do you remember there was that vogue of putting YouTubers in like Hollywood films and stuff? And uh, as soon as you, yeah. and as soon as they do that in comedy films or whatever, um, there was uh, there was a real trend of doing that, and as soon as you do that, it massively dates the film mm. because a lot of YouTubers mm. burn bright yeah. for a couple of years, don't they? And they disappear. But some last longer. Some but last others. longer. Ten years. In Stick around like the limpets. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a story this week from Jonathan from Toronto. Is he a celebrity? Ugh. Hi, Chris and Pete. On my recent trip to Japan, I decided to rent a K car in Gumma with the main goal of visiting Mount Haruna, one of the locations in which the manga anime Initial D takes place. Initial D is the uh, drifting series, mm. drift around mountains and crash into things. At the top of the mountain pass area is a beautiful caldera lake. With many other, with many other activities and uh, attractions, I noticed a Tory gate on the side of the road that seemed to lead to a shrine. I figured I'd be adventurous and go to a place that is literally, quite literally, off the beaten path. At first, the trek was easy, mostly a dirt road with some incline through some trees and grass, along with some smaller Tory gates that led the way. Eventually, the dirt path turned into stairs, then more haphazardly placed stone steps. The worst was when I encountered steep rocky hills with chains and rusty metal ladders. Literally, <laughs> it was at this moment he knew he'd fucked up kind of situation. <laughs> the gravestones that I, that I passed by, by did not help either. Uh, seeing that there was no one else around, I realised the dangers of doing this trek alone. As a safety precaution, I sent a message to a friend living in Japan along with my location, just in case I didn't reply back to say uh, that I made it safely. Uh, there were few times I considered. There were a few times I considered turning back to the danger uh, due to the danger and how tired I was. But I pressed on. Eventually, I was treated to a beautiful view of the area and an unmanned shrine that I paid my respects at. Afterwards, I made it back down without any injuries, even other than very sore legs. Thanks for the work on the podcast. All the best, guys. Jonathan from Toronto. A sort of meditative story there yeah. about the risk and rewards. I mean, it's a it's a it's a story where nothing happens, mm. but it's nice. And it actually, I you know, I can relate to this. Many times, you see like a cool little pathway in a forest in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And you kind of go, oh, that'd be lovely. That'd be lovely, but they could be bears and boars and yeah. death and hornets. <laughs> bears and boars and babies. And, you know, it's like what? what you, and you boys and berries. Well, in the UK, you don't have to think about that. No, no. Uh, very, the know. worst we're going to get is a badger, and they are yeah. quite hard to find at the best of times. I can, I can take them on. One was running down my street. They're our apex predator. They kill everything. You just reminded me of one word I fucked up on the audio. Badger. Book. No, macaque is macaque. macaque. It's macaque. Oh. And I was like, no, it's not. It's macaque. He was like, you've got to say macaque. <laughs> I was like, no, no. Suck my cock. Uh, macaques <laughs> in the communal prefecture. Oh, I did my head in that audio. Book. Yeah. But uh, it's a lovely story. Like, yeah, go and do these things. Go and see the nice spot. Take the, I, I, A friend of mine, uh, Dave, who came over to Japan last Christmas, and we went for a walk up a mountain. It was a beautiful... Mm. There was there was literally like eight signs going bears don't 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 go bears. here bears are coming there be bears bears will eat your face bears be theirs and he was like is this okay Chris I was like yeah it'll be unbearable <laughs> but I just have any livestock talk like that Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris will be alright we went up the we went up their mountain and it was lovely mm. but there was a you know again it was like oh, threat of bears threat of bears threat of bears <laughs> you got to do it. but I, I I'm glad Jonathan from Toronto. Mm. Got a lovely I, little view. I, I was in, um, um, I was in somewhere. It might have been um, actually a Kofu, uh, where I where that football team. I Kofu, like, yeah. uh, Kofu. Um, and um, what have they got against F's? The Japanese Kofu, Kofu, Kofu. Kofu. The, Kofu. the F sound 
you Off. sort of yeah you sort of whisper the who mm. it's like a, almost like blowing air out who yeah well vent for a is Avon oh, Vent Forêt uh, is the football team, uh, right. which presumably is Windy Forest. So, just sounds like. But I was walking into uh, like a kind of it's just like a clearing, basically. An old lady was in front of me, and I was like, mm. you know, what, I'll just follow that old lady, see where she's off to. And then about halfway, and I was just taking pictures of, and I was like. <laughs> I have just followed an old lady. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't be doing this kind of caper. I'm going to get a terrible reputation. Shady boy. Shady oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. But speaking um, of the hmm, hmm sound, <laughs> this week's news story. Right. Fukushima. How are you going to link this? Oh, nice. Fukushima. Beautiful. Well, unfortunately, not so nice. They're fucking up the water. Um, well, I mean, the main kind of like, obviously, oh, we're recording this uh, a few days uh, in advance. So um, by the time you see this, um, we may all be poisoned. Um, but, <laughs> no. but, but Fukushima, um, since the uh, disaster and the uh, Toku um, earthquake, mm. they've obviously um, been storing a lot of water that had been pumped out of the um, power plant uh, yes. facility, the, the, the radioactive facility. Uh, and this week, uh, under um, you know the nu- UN nuclear watchdogs, uh, um, you know, pretty intense stare, you would say. Um, well, Japan not, has started. It's not Barry from the pub. It's at, not. It's uh, not. Yeah, that yeah, that sounds fine. Um, they've started releasing um, radioactive water into the sea. It's the sort of sentence... What? Well, it's treated radioactive water. It's All right. Only containing tritium. Exactly. If, if so, we're to believe, you know, what they're doing. So, uh, so this was signed off two years ago by the mm. Japanese government. It's been, uh, uh, you know, approved by UN Nuclear Watchdog. Um, the discharge is a key step in a pretty long, laborious process mm. of decommissioning mm. the, the Fukushima plant. It's something that had to take place. Uh, it, there's just a lot of radioactive water kicking, kicking around. And and as of now, uh, they've just been storing it on land. Uh, it's bonkers. And, and, yeah. it's, and it's kind of untenable. Or is it, right? <laughs> Thames Water <laughs> loses... Just put it in an Evian bottle. Thames Water oh, loses oh. about the amount of water they've got to get rid of over 10, 30 years or something. Uh, they lose it every day. So... Yeah. Surely they could just keep hold of it for a little bit longer. (laughs) And I know, like, you can't, you're not supposed to swim in much of the British Sea at the moment because they're Mm. releasing waste into the sea. Yeah, record profits putting shit in the water. Probably worse than Fukushima in some respects. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, so so, so this process is going to take 30 years. And it's it's worth, it's not palatable. It's not great. And obviously, people are up in arms about it. There are protests, uh, the length and breadth of of Japan. China uh, this week uh, announced an immediate ban on all seafood imports from Japan mm. which is a huge deal like yeah. financially no, no, that is, is a huge huge deal like Brexit-esque kind of mm. kind of size deal um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that one uh, pans out but um, th- Just, th- this kind of needs to be done I suppose and, and, and you can you could dislike it um, all you like, but it's something that presumably needs to, to, to happen sooner rather than later it's one of those things I mean um you know, Shinzo Abe, the mm. Prime Minister for many years, he sort of kicked it down the curb. Mm. Like, we'll deal with that later. We'll deal mm. with that later. And then when he, you know, he was replaced and the curbs then the curbs started approaching. Well, yeah. you know, the sheer numbers involved with this are mind boggling. A thousand tanks of water filled with one point three seven million tons of this water. Mm. They've got to put it through the reactor and sort mm. of cool down the, the reactor and uh and then release it into the sea. But yeah. I think they they released uh four hundred and sixty tons today. So 
little bit of a way to go. You say 30 years. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a little... And presumably by that point, there'll be even more water. To, yeah, and to, this to is the thing. With, yeah. They're still using it and passing the water through to keep it cool. Mm. I mean, if you look at uh, Fukushima Daiichi nuclear facility on Google Earth or Maps, mm. you can see how many of these barrels are just, what, a thousand, are dotted around the reactor. Yeah. It's quite a visually compelling thing to stare at. Right. Um, and the water's being sent out one kilometre into the Pacific Ocean. So mm. they've got like a tunnel and a tube and it comes out there and you don't want to be at the end of that. Oh, why, but, did, I th- why did I think they would have went out with a, go out with a, with a ship? A ship? Well, mm. you mean like release it even further out? You mean? Yeah, could they not just take a few barrels because since they're releasing it so slowly? I guess there's, you know, Pop less, less the risk of, of the water going all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say... It's not a hose probably, pipe, Pete. You're not fucking Hartlepool <laughs> front garden. That, like. They've probably, uh, they've probably thought about this. But the US ambassador to, um, to Japan is yes. uh, uh, Ram Manuel will be visiting a city um, in Fukushima um, later this month. Yes. And he has got plans to eat fish from the area to show support for Tokyo's decision to release uh, radioactive water from mm. the nuclear plant in the sea. Um, they, I mean... <laughs> He's got, so the place he's going to is called Soma. Soma, mm. and mm. it's um, just south of Sendai, actually, on the mm. border of Fukushima and uh, Miyagi. That's another thing I talked about in my book, how in Miyagi, uh, which is the, prefic- the prefecture bordering mm. North Fukushima, they're only like 100 kilometres from it, but they're sort of like, ah, oh, it's their problem over there. Right. It's like yeah, yeah. It's, radiation has no borders. That's like, depending on the current and yeah. the sea, it can go anywhere, yeah. whatever's going on here. But yeah, Ron Mandel's going to eat some fish. It's very. It and reminds me that it very. Can't be bad. It, it reminds me very much of the MP who made his daughter eat a beef burger in the middle of Kreisfeldt-Jakob's disease, um, CJD um, mania back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a story like last month. I, I can't remember if we covered it or not. Where some fish was found uh, off the coastline with something like 180 times the normal levels of cesium. Yeah, but but does that is, is that related or is that just bad? I think it's probably what, is, pretty is it related. related? Right. Oh, I think it's pretty related. Okay, okay. But this is the thing. Like, I, I really, it's a horrible subject. I was talking to Riotta about it. I was like, what do you think, Riotta? And he's like, mm. well, look, and, and they are diluting it. Uh, I think it was 40 times less, diluted 40 times more than usual with most nuclear reactors. Because most mm. nuclear reactors release the treated water into the sea with traces of tritium, which is really difficult to remove. Um, so they're still diluting it more than a, nu- a normal nuclear reactor would take precautions. But, mm. you know, we're talking over a million tons of this stuff. So they've got quite a way to go. And I feel, of course, I feel most for the, the fishermen who are affected by this in Fukushima. I think Fukushima's catch, Fukushima's uh, fish is a fifth of what it was before the disaster in 2011 now. Mm. Decimated livelihoods and lives up and down the coastline. And, mm. you know, I, I talked about it before, how I, I got offered a job to promote uh, Fukushima. And I love it. It's an amazing place, Fukushima. I'll have to take you when you come over next time. Um, and um, most of the prefectures in the mountains unaffected by this. It's just that narrow strip of coastline, right, mm. that's been buggered by this and all the fishermen. And they really wanted me to, like, eat some of the fish mm. from along the coastline, from cities like Iwaki, mm. maybe even Soma. And I was like, I can't in good faith. I do not know what's going into the sea. I know that TEPCO is like, we've treated the water. Mm. But TEPCO have sort of not... Spun the truth. I've sort of spun the truth in creative ways, shall right. we say, over the time. And even I had a meeting with Tebco once years ago, and they were like, when they were doing the push to um, sort of promote what they were doing and the recovery, and they invited me in. They were like, "Would you like to come to the reactor and film a vlog?" I was like, "Day in the life in the fucking <laughs> nuclear the reactor, yeah, spot. nuclear Good re- God." And I was like, "I don't want to be seen as propaganda," mm. uh, so I didn't do that, and I and I turned down this opportunity to 
talk about the food of Fukushima as a whole because mm. I was like, I cannot go and promote the seafood. I really, you know, I feel so bad for the fishermen, but I don't know if it is wise to to, to take fish from the sea around that specific region. Yeah, I yeah. understand the water is going to be diluted in the Pacific Ocean, but it could still build up in certain mm. areas. I'm not a, an expert well, on this, you'd, of course. You but... just hope that the risk-averse Japanese would, bearing in mind that they have the eyes of the world on them and um, they obviously um, don't want to poison the, their own people. I mean, they... they... Yeah, that's all right. you, you just don't know how deep it goes, do you? I suppose you you want to be able to trust um, mm. a government that that you know by and large does um, have you know don't doesn't want to be in, in pocket of it doesn't want to be um, poisoning um, their the, the people because you know that's just mm. have a knock on effect whatever the PR is um, further down the line with the, with the health service. So I don't know, man. But it's, what... I, and and I you know I grew up from next door to a power plant that was pumping out warm water into the sea. <laughs> look at how you <laughs> look at how I turned out. There was always this um, bloke who used to go fishing. Um, they used to go to my dad's <laughs> pub, and he and he would and he would specifically go up near the power station because there was warm water being oh, pumped no. out, and the fish were nice and uh, big. And uh, my dad was like, "Oh, he's an idiot. <laughs> that guy's my an idiot." Lord. But I mean, China's blanket ban. This is what's interesting. Mm. I mean, I think um, China and Korea had a ban on Fukushima fish, right? But now China's got a ban against all of Japanese fish. Mm. Mm-hmm. Japan's a big country with lots mm. of seas: the Sea of Japan, the North yeah. the Okhotsk, Sea of Okhotsk, and. Uh, so the, you know, six hundred million dollars mm. of trade last year of, of fish being sent to China. Yeah, and it's weird. It, it's kind of like pointless to do a whole blanket ban because certain aspect, you know, the Sea of Japan's Look, the other if, side of Japan. It's not going to be affected poo, by this. If you poo, if you poo in a pool once, <laughs> it's going to be known <laughs> as the poo pool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so, but like, it's kind of like I don't know. I I feel like China, politi- uh, China and Korea are using this as sort of political purposes. Mm, China's seas yeah. aren't exactly. The nicest seas on earth. <laughs> no. They can't really talk. <laughs> Rahm Emanuel himself, the ambassador uh, from the US, sort of said that China's no high ground here. Good God, the, no. The country that's imagine re- what they're polluting. In the you know, back yeah. a few months ago, this, the air was yellow because yeah. a lot of you know contaminated air came over from China, and mm. uh, it was like yellow dust, and all the cars mm. and all across Japan coming over. That probably did a lot more bloody damage than this will. Mm. So, yeah, it kind of gives them a little bit of a moral high ground here. Like, oh, you're releasing the radioactive water. We're better than you. But, like, yeah. their sea is fucked, for there's lack of a better a, word. There's always a play. There's always so, a play. So, definitely political. Real shame. But we have to look at both sides of it here. It's not good. I don't think they really had any other option. Mm. You can't just freeze the water and just leave it in the ground. It's not safe in plastic barrels that are going to degrade anyway. Uh, I don't see what else they could have done, given that the deactivation is going to take 30 years. So, yeah, it's a nasty old story. But let us know what you think, guys. Let us know in the comments below. Uh, now that we've got on YouTube, let us mm. know. We can read your comments mm. uh, and send us your thoughts on abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back in just a moment with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week? Mr. Donaldson. Oh, we'll bash you these nice and quick. Steve in Chicago says, Crispy Chris and Peppy Pete's. Besides fried chicken, what are your favourite non-Japanese style foods that you look forward to when you're in Japan or travelling abroad? Do you have a favourite restaurant when you're in the UK? What do, you, what do you sort of gravitate towards? A nice bit of KFC? Oh. I guess you've got KFC out there, haven't you? Oh, I've, oh, I've had fish and chips. Fish I've and had a chips. pie. Did you see those? Uh, I think they were influencers. They went Stop. to Britain. They went to Britain and they uh, they went to the UK and um, they thought the fish and chips was just like, they had like a can of sardines oh. and some crisps. What the like fuck? Like ready salted crisp and a can no. of sardines. And the I was like, I mean, technically, <clears throat> similar sort of taste, I suppose. No. <laughs> no. They were like, the guy was like, don't hit, don't hit, don't hit. And he's like, gum, gum, gum. He's like, it's not mean, too bad. I've had so much bacon since being back. The bacon yeah, is next level. Okay. I've had fried breakfast. I've had pies. Yeah. I've had a big meat pie sausage roll thing. <laughs> That's oh, great. Desperate I think done. I've put on four kilograms <laughs> in the last three weeks. But suet, no. just pure suet. The people are like, Ask you know, Chris, do you miss it in the when you're in Japan? Like, no, because if I, no. you know, if I ate like I did in Japan, like I do when I'm here, I wouldn't be here much yeah. longger. A lot of so, gravy, a lot, yeah. lot of gravy down here. Mm. We, we got a story from uh, a question from Karen who says, Ooh. Guys, do you think it's worth to go skiing in Japan for the first time? My girlfriend and I will be going to Japan for the first time in January, and we want to at least try skiing there. Also, if you have any winter must visit places, that would be appreciated, uh, Karen. Uh, I mean, I've been skiing in Nisiko, which is the most spectacular place ever. It's yeah. so nice. The powdery snow in Hokkaido. My God, it's expensive. Get ready to spend all your money. Um, but the snow is like the best quality on earth. Like people always comment like next level snow. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. I'm skiing in Japan for sure. I've never skied. <gasps> I would very much oh, like no. to try. The, the one, I think I spoke about this before, but the one time I could have gone to the dry ski slope near my house um, uh, in Hartlepool, um, I had a violin exam. So um, didn't even pass Didn't even pass grade one. A violin? A violin exam. You could have been in the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Could have been in the, yeah, but, I, but um, I, my heart was set on skiing, clearly. That's why I didn't become... Skiing with his violin. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Japan in winter's amazing. Mm. It really is. Cold and snowy for sure on the mm. east-north side, but... Schnapps? What's that? That's what you the, drink on the piece. The alcohol. Yeah. Of course yeah. there's alcohol. Of course there's alcohol. Getting drunk on his violin and ice schnapps. <laughs> you know, Hokkaido, 
cracking a place in winter. Go mm. to go to the snow festival. Have a look around. Nice. Build a snowman. We've got one last question from. <laughs> no, I think it's a good a yeah. good suggestion. Uh, question from Sarah from Bristol, who says, "Hello, Chris and Pete. I was also wondering about dialects. Will it be harder to navigate in areas where different words are so uh, are spoken? My Japanese isn't too bad, but I think it's a bit more daunting thinking about it uh, as I'm going myself, and I'll be in the middle of nowhere some places. Wish me luck, Sarah from Bristol." Oh, what a dream. I mean, Sarah from Bristol. Sarah I mean, good Bristol. good on you for blumming learning a bit. I wonder I where she's going. I haven't got a bloody clue. Mm. I mean, dialects, I still don't really know much dialect stuff mm. in Japan. Like, most mm. people just learn Tokyo Japanese. Yeah. Oh, there's some cool words. Like the local word, I think for, that means thank you in Yamagata was uh, Mokedana. 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 Mokedana or something. Ooh. Yeah, it's and, weird, isn't it? And uh, there was quite a few. Remember, we were in uh, Amerikamura in um, yeah. Osaka, and those I was going to bring Osaka that up. teenagers were uh, teaching us a bit. Oh, they taught like Nanishtana and yeah. things like that. But yeah, like honestly, you're going to be fine. The only places you might have to worry about are rural areas where people are very old, because mm. you just don't know what's going. Well, don't know what's yeah. going on. God, <laughs> they might like, not be able to hear you anyway. They're old. Yeah, I, I mm. find it's it's more about age and less to do with dialect and location. Right. Okay. So bear that in mind. Cool. But uh, have a great time, Sarah. Let us know where you're going. I'm yeah. curious. Yes, please. More importantly, keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Born Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the guys. Later in the guys. Later in the guys. Oh, too much alcohol. We'll be back later <laughs> in the week, guys. Still over again, but for now, no matter where you might be, out in the big wide world. Have yourself a great few days and uh, see you right back here. Still over again on the Born Japan Podcast. Bye for now. in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.